0: Welcome to the India Fintech Diaries, the only podcast focused exclusively on the Indian fintech market. I'm Elroy.
1: And I'm Heyman. In each episode, we dive into the latest trends, ideas, innovations, business models, and personalities that are shaping India's fintech landscape.
0: We also invite amazing guests who are innovators and industry players that are driving the change that is helping make financial services more modern, innovative, and inclusive in India. Come join us as we explore the changing landscape of fintech in India.
1: Welcome back to India Fintech Diaries, the show where we discuss all things India Fintech. I'm your host, Hemant.
0: And I'm your host, Elroy. In our last episode, we introduced you to the world of ONDC. And in this episode, we will delve deeper into this fascinating realm. Joining us as a guide on this exploration into the world of ONDC is Sanjeev Kumar, Co-Founder, Executive Director and CEO at Spice Money. Welcome to India Fintech Diary, Sanjeev.
2: Thank you so much, Elroy.
0: Sanjeev, uh, you've had a very interesting career across industries that have included insurance and banking before you took on your current role at Spice Money. Talk to us a little bit about yourself and your journey to where you are today.
2: Sure. It's it's a pleasure to be here. I have a career of now 23 years of experience, total experience. Engineer by degree, it from IIT, Banaras. Uh, My first job was at Infosys Technologies as a software engineer. And okay. uh, fortunately, what happened was when I was working on a client project that was for an insurance company, which is going to go live, the first private insurance company going to go live in India, this is way back in 2001. Yeah, And, and, and this new industry actually fascinated me because I saw a very new sunrise industry coming up in India. And as luck and destiny would have it, I got absorbed in that insurance company and, my, and I moved from a software engineer to an to a insurance professional. So, worked in insurance companies for about a few years, before, after which, again, had the opportunity to uh, move to Yes Bank. Again, Yes Bank, starting operations way back in 2004 when, you know, the office was also not ready. So, pretty much I was a founding team member. That, again, excited me. A new bank uh, was uh, one of the few, uh, you know, you don't get a banking license so, so quickly yeah. in this country. And Yes Bank and Kotak were the two organizations that got a, got, a, got a banking license at that point of time. So, got the opportunity to move into Yes Bank and been there, was there for about 12 years, where a lot of banking that I know today is what I learned there. I moved to Geo Financial Services for the next three years, after which I moved to Spice Money. I've been here for three years now. It's been an incredible journey, very, very exciting, satisfying, gratifying. And yes, we are on a mission here at Spice Money, uh, Elroy.
0: That's very interesting, Sanjeev. It looks like, uh, looking back at your career, right, looks like a lot of cases you've, uh, you've actually been part of many founding and building journeys there. So it'll be, also help if you could give our listeners a quick introduction to Spice Money. Uh, what's its focus uh, been so far? How it's actually helping transform rural India? And how it's looking to build the future of banking for rural India?
2: Elro, I, uh, I also believe that, you know, and coincident in that. When I look yeah. back at my own career and life, a lot of pieces of my life is just converging to what we're trying to do at Spice Money. So you know, I I was born in a village in rural India, which is in, in North Bihar. Right. So that is, you know, the whole infrastructure problems of of uh, of rural India. Something that I've lived in my life, in my experience with different organizations, like you said, uh, I've always worked in uh, startup organizations primarily, and that fascinated me because. I somewhere call myself a call myself a professional entrepreneur. That's a space that I associate myself well with. Something that excites me. So what's happened at Spice Money when I got this opportunity, and we've been here now three years. I, I don't for some reason I've seen a lot of my own life has converging, personal and professional, to the okay. opportunity that we're trying to do at Spice Money. And if I can then articulate what we're trying to do here, is very simply what's happened in the last six seven years. I don't know if you were able, if you were to reflect back, uh, there is lot of lot of uh, lot of things that have happened in the last six seven years in, at an infrastructure level, which has given us an opportunity to solve for the problem of access in rural. That's India. right. And let me let me elaborate what happened. So if you look at the last six years, obviously there is there is obviously geo coming in, which means which made data by accessible, right? Voice free. So there is infrastructure yeah. now available at every remote corner of this country there is the jam trinity that happens there are public goods like india stack that comes in uh, in, in this country
0: yep.
2: now all of this has enabled organizations like us primarily to say that you know what there was a problem of access in and India even earlier but i don't think i'm not so sure if you could solve it before but now we're using technology it is possible so what happened is we put a consumer in the center of in rural India. And I said, what are the use cases? So we listed on all the use cases for rural consumer. And then we bucketed them under about 10 to 12 buckets. So let's say he needs banking, he needs payments, right. he needs savings, he needs insurance, credit, collections, commerce, travel, education, healthcare. So there are about 10 to 12 big services and use cases that he needs. And we said that today, using technology, if I can bring all those services onto a platform, and if I'm able to build a network of entrepreneurs at every block and go out to village level, then why does a rural consumer have to step out of the village?
0: Yeah.
2: Right. Now, right. This, is the, this is the larger piece that we're chasing. Now, rural India, obviously not as digitally literate as urban India. So there is this 1 billion population who needs assistance. They're right. not as as tech savvy and like us uh, today. So what we've done is we started with basic use cases over the last two, three years of saying, as a consumer, you want to withdraw money from your account. Right. Earlier, you would have to walk 25 kilometers to a bank branch, which was very far away. Not right. sure if the bank branch would entertain you because of the rush in their branch. Is there an ATM nearby? My answer is no. Now I'm saying, you don't know. You, you don't have to go anywhere. Just come to a Spice Money merchant. So We've onboarded merchants at every district block and village level who's there at your doorstep. He's a local merchant who's now become a Spice Money entrepreneur we call him a spice money adhikari we've given him an app right the consumer comes to him and says hey listen i want to withdraw 2000 rupees he gives his details he gives his adhar number he puts his biometric he takes 2000 rupees and he goes home the consumer says i want to transfer money to my father my son he comes here and he says can you transfer this money into this account he gives the person cash the money gets transferred he says Now, today in rural India, every house has an electricity connection. There is an LPG cylinder. There is a Tata Sky DTH. It's all there. Where do you have to pay bills? Don't go anywhere. Come to the Spice Money Entrepreneur. Say, listen, can I I pay these bills? Answers yes. There are people who says, there are so many people who have taken loans, the EMI. They have to go deposit EMI. to. He says, don't have to go there. Come here. We've onboarded enterprises. They come to our uh, Spice Money Entrepreneur shop and they say, listen, I want to deposit this as my EMI. They deposit. So what we are trying to do is, we're trying to bring all those services onto a platform there is an entrepreneur who is a local merchant over there who's onboarded as a spice money adhikari he provides assistance because consumers need assistance they need handholding consumer comes here and avails these services he wants to book a ticket he books it there you know, all these services are being delivered at the doorstep this is something that we've been able to do and obviously we started with basic banking basic payments travel collections now we're getting into banking we're getting into credit we're going to commerce we're going to get into other services that's the suite that we're trying to uh, offer onto a platform and build this network of entrepreneurs across every district block village today we have 1.2 million spice many entrepreneurs across six and a half thousand blocks of this country we cover 2.26 lakh villages And we service two and a half crore consumers every month on our platform. This network services. When I say we, when I say this network services, two and a half crore consumers every month on on the Spice Money network at every remotest corner of this country. Very interesting.
1: So Sanjeev, before we step into the topic for today, which is ONDC, I would just like to say how you put your journey into Spice Money is pretty beautiful. In the terms that it is said that a person is the sum total of his experiences and of the experience of the people who came before that person. And if you have found a place where your vocation and your value system and purpose have come together, that's the best thing that can happen for a professional in, in, in once he has gone through a certain part of his professional life. So that's absolutely amazing. Now, coming, Sanjeev, to the topic for the day, in October 2022, Spice Money announced that it was coming on board as buyer app onto the ONDC network. Now, help us understand how this piece fits into the overall puzzle or the set of what Spice Money is trying to do and what is the size of the watchtick
2: here? Sure. So, if you extend the conversation that I was doing right now, the Mm -hmm. fact that the public good of india stack right we were able to democratize payments banking right in rural yeah. area right that's what we've done and we built right. this large network on the back of that because we used the public good which is the india stack we used ekyc Aadhaar, all of that the same india stack we've used now like i said there is another use case and there is another public stack which is being created and it fits well with us and let me articulate what how does it fit so like i told you is commerce and Opportunity, one of the use cases in rural India answer is it is Now, uh, what is the and, and what is it that we see with ONDC and what is that we are trying to do? So we see we see three large options and we're going to work on all three of them. We've already started to work on all three of them. And let me let me articulate that. The first, which we went live immediately, was become a buyer app, and because ONDC was launching, and we were very keen to start because, like I said, it's very adjacent to our business model for solving mm-hmm. the same problem of lack of access of of goods right of quality goods of a variety of goods all of that at better pricing so the first use case has become a buyer app obviously while we started and on is also a journey of you know going pilot in certain locations and keep evolving the, the the opportunity that we are seeing is that imagine the same network of 1.2 million and we are obviously going to increase this network so if i were to take this network to an x million more there is rural consumers there's about 90 900 million 90 crore of Indians who stay in these blocks and villages, they need assistance. They want to buy something. They come to this person and say, hey, listen, can I buy? I want to buy this uh, good. This person in an assisted manner orders for him that good and it gets delivered there. So example, you want to buy a TV, a village level. Yeah, this person can order right from here. The person gets delivered here, for example, from any of the supplier in this country. So it's called assisted commerce. That's one opportunity. However, personally, if you ask me, himant what I'm more interested in is in the second and third opportunity. And I don't see, and I don't say this because if I want to prioritize, or I want to I want to rank them, is just mm-hmm. from the opportunity that we are seeing in rural India, is the second opportunity, what we call is the B2B opportunity. The B2B and right. selling is the opportunity that we are. And as I speak with you considering we've already started the CUG and we are going with live on the ONBC protocol this weekend itself and we're going to announce that next week and I'll tell you what we are doing, what we've done there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Adhikari is also a merchant, right? Now let me explain with, let me give you an example. Let's say he is in the business of selling electronics, mobile accessories. Okay, so what does he sell? Suppose he's selling a headphone. Now where does he go and buy that headphone? What does he do? He takes his bicycle or motorbike and every week he goes to a distributor who's in a district headquarters and he buys from him and he comes back and he sells that in his block or in his village. What does the distributor do? The distributor sitting in a district headquarters goes to a bigger city distributor. The bigger city goes to a capital city, state capital, and the state capital goes to a Delhi, Mumbai, Bangalore, Calcutta. Right. You're saying, listen, you don't have to go anywhere. What if I onboard you as a buyer? Now, here is the next opportunity, the B2B buyer. So I give you a platform where I'm going to onboard sellers sitting directly in Delhi's and the bombays mm. of the world. Okay, and from here you want to order mobile, uh, sorry, mobile access. You want to order earphone. You've got a large plethora of options here. You've got far better pricing. Mm. You order here, and this will get delivered at your doorstep. So suddenly, what you've solved is this again same of lack of access of goods for him to sell to be delivered at his doorstep. Else. He was limited because of inventory, because the same distributor, whatever inventory he had, whatever choices he had, whatever prices he was to give, he had no option but to buy from here, right? So you've cut all these layers. Now imagine on and this is going, li- this live on, going live on ONDC protocol, which means all sellers that will come onboarded in this country, either through us or anybody who's onboarding sellers, hmm. person sitting in that block, because i have onboarding him as a B2B buyer, he gets this whole world of options now, right? This is a huge opportunity in rural India. It is very adjacent to my same adhikari as a merchant, but there are merchants around the adhikari. Them also we want to onboard. So imagine he could be a he could be a selling shoes, he could be selling cloth, he could be selling anything. Now you can or you can onboard all those merchants onto this platform, and you've got supplies on the other side, sitting in the delis of the world, or the bombays of the world, or these are large OEMs. All of them. This is the second and most on, in my mind, my, my, my favorite, but this is the biggest opportunity that we see in rural India that we want to win. And right. this is nothing but your democratizing commerce. Imagine if tomorrow, if I'm able to onboard my 1.2 million entrepreneurs, 1.2 million merchants onto this platform and say, listen, now please start ordering from here, what have you done? You've actually democratized commerce to these local stores who are now coming on a digital platform to order. Now, it's very powerful because in my mind, this is just not about commerce. It's also, you've got payments under rail here. You've got embedded finance. There's credit opportunity that you're exposing these merchants for now, right? So, it's got a huge offshoot in terms of business. So, this is the second. The third, again, very, very beautiful opportunity that we believe we want to win here is there's a lot of local manufacturing that happens in this country. So, there's a lot of Local unique manufacturing that happens in the, in the districts of Orissa, which probably you and I sitting in Bombay might not know right. or might not have access to. And that person, because he's a small manufacturer, he can only sell it to the distribution network that he probably lives in. Now, what if I, and this is the same MSME uh, word, so I'm, I'm just using a very simple jargon to explain this. What if I onboard that same person as a seller okay. on my platform and say, hey, listen, you're you are, you are you building some artifacts here. Let me onboard you as a seller. You put your pieces, that your inventory, onto this. So he's a seller now on the platform, which is only seen enabled. And now all the buyers, it could be a Paytm buyer, it could be the phone pay buyer, it could be a Spice pay buyer, it could be anyone who's a buyer on this platform is now has access to this person sitting in some corner of the world. So you, on one side, you automatically in one shot, you expose this manufacturer. To the entire world, right? So these are the big opportunities that we are chasing. The second and third, in my mind, since we are in rural India, we are the largest network in rural India. We want to build it. It just comes very adjacent to what we are doing, uh, Hemant and Elroy. And this is why we are very, very excited about this.
0: Sanjeev, that's actually very fascinating. I'm just curious, what's the traction you've been seeing so far? I know it's very early days for NDC. And also, maybe if you could also highlight some of the biggest challenges you've faced while rolling this out.
2: So, Elroa, right now, uh, to be very honest, we're trying to do this in phases because, again, we're also trying to go through our own right. learning curve. So, what we've done, as I speak with you, we've onboarded first 200 merchants, 200 of us okay. spice merchants onto this platform of we could be buying. We've onboarded seven sellers. Okay. Right? And we've exposed about 425 SKUs to these days. Okay. And we've and obviously all of them have started ordering now. Okay, we've got about 15% of them are already into the repeat order. It's already, it's already happening now. Yeah. Right. But what we wanted to test here, primarily and Enroy, was the ability for them to discover the product. Does the product make sense to them? Order the logistics of the product reaching them on time. Right. The whole process management of the inventory being of that quality. Is there any any return, any, any care? customer query that we need to solve that whole cycle is what we've been testing. And so that's the first CUG as I call it, is what has been rolled out right we now. And it's, it's working well. Obviously there are very nice on ground feedback that's coming in that, you know, can I have this product? Can I have this pricing? All of that now is coming from the market. And that's what we are going back to the seller and say, Hey, listen, the market is asking for these products. Right. So now we're going to marry the demand. We are trying up with the, with the supply. Right. Now that's another interesting part in the phase one. That we want to do in the next three to six months, and we've put a timeline of six months, no later than six months, uh, is we are going to onboard about two thousand five hundred merchants across six districts. Right. On this platform, so we're going to take it from two hundred to a two and a half thousand merchants, and we want to then test this whole journey of how it is scaling up, make a playbook out of it, and then I want to take open this up to my entire network of one point two million and and more than that. Then,
0: that's quite interesting. And then, from a challenges perspective, actually, I have two questions, here, Sanjeev, right? First are you seeing any particular preferences for any particular category in the rollout that you've done so far?
2: So, Elroy, actually, uh, this, is, this is another interesting point because we started only with electronics as a category. Right. So, what we did is, obviously, we couldn't launch all of them. So, what we've done is, again, we got, we started with electronics. So, that's the first category we've taken. And hence, our experience over there uh, is not about, our, our learning is, again, the inventory and the price point. I mean, you need to marry right. the demand from the from the uh, both sides, the demand and supply. Right. And I, that is what we are trying to do uh, with these sellers. Uh, else, I think because it's a very close user group that we are working on right now. We 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 it's working is working well. Although I'm not seeing any any such uh, alarming, uh, let's say, uh, reactions which you know which needs to be bothered. I think it's a pretty much the way you would launch any new product and go through your set of. Uh, Leading problems or challenges, and just operationalize it better.
0: And I think the second question I had from a challenges perspective typically, when you think of rural India, right, the first challenge that typically comes to mind is uh, logistics. Just curious about what your uh, entire experience there has been.
2: So, Eloy, what we did, because again, it was a CUG and the first users, we've onboarded sellers who already have logistics enabled. Okay. Okay. and same reason, like you said, because we also want to we want to move this step by step, right? Right. So we, right now, the whole logic chase is integrated with the seller. Okay. In the channel.
0: So I'm assuming that when you start a much wider rollout, right, you'll probably then start trying to leverage some of the logistic players that have also plugged into NDC at that point.
2: Absolutely. That's exactly what we've already started conversations, but we are trying to just hold back on opening it up all uh, at one shot because one is obviously want to experience this we want to see the network we want to understand what the demand is and then once you're able to marry that i think like you said can i open it across and then can i open it to all of them? Then, right then the real essence of ondc comes into play when you unbundle everything
0: right and i think the other question i had was uh, what does the revenue model look like for uh, something like this because this is fairly unique in uh in terms of how the entire e-commerce stack is built right I'm just curious, uh, from a buyer app's perspective, uh, what would be the revenue model looking like?
2: So I, so as of now, obviously the way ONDC has been designed, it gives you the freedom. Right? Yeah. It gives everybody. It gives the buyer app the freedom to charge, and it gives the seller app the freedom to charge. Right. Yeah. If you notice, as of now, uh, we are obviously we're going to play the B two B buyer app opportunity. We're also going to we're also onboarding sellers. So right. As of now, you know, again, which part of of the value chain that you want to command is where you can earn income so for example we can we can onboard buyers and and take a percentage from there right yeah. or or we can onboard and sellers and say listen we not charge from the buyers we'll only charge from you because you're a right. seller a percentage so again it's completely on the buyer and the seller on how they want to decide but as of now the way we are trying to do it we're charging for them the sellers but uh, obviously when this network opens up and you have buyers on an open platform and not all the sellers that we would have onboarded There'll be everyone and anybody who's on ONDC. Yeah, we will also look at how can I, if I could, if it makes sense, could I, could I be, could I be charging a certain person a transaction fee at a buyer level? That's the way we're we thinking. But early days, uh, Elon. Yeah. We want to see it how is, it is. is quite early good. days, but this is this is the way we're thinking.
0: Finally, Sanjeev, what do you think the future looks like for ONDC and in particular for the three opportunities that you highlighted? What's immediately on the ro- roadmap? I know you talk about some of the items that you have immediately on the roadmap. And where do you see this going over the next five years?
2: No, so I'm, I'm very bullish on this Elroy. I'm very bullish because I am just, uh, you know, being in rural India, we've seen this, this statement as a, as a genuine opportunity. And I'm just saying, oh, right. you know, like I told you this whole network of local merchants in rural India who need inventory. So I'll tell you, for example, I don't know if you know Elroy. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we like, we like these, uh, I, and I, and I, I want to give an analogy of rural India because I'm not so sure people understand how rural India is changing and how, how soon it has changed. Uh, what is driving change in rural India? Something I want, I, I, it's very important for us to pause and reflect. Why, why is there so much of a change? The, pe- the person who's driving this change is the youth in rural India. There is that yeah. young boy or a girl in every house who's driving the change. I mean, I fundamentally call him the CTO of, there's a CTO in every house in rural India, right? This person is the digital savvy person. He is wanting to explore all of this. Uh, He is wanting to become an entrepreneur. Okay. So his father could be a Kirana store, but you know what? He doesn't just want to do only Kirana. He wants to do something more. Now, who is this? Is this young boy or girl? This is driving change. So coming back to what you said is where is the opposite? This is the opposite. to, For example, give you... And hence, this youth is also aspirational. You and I wear smartwatches here in, in Mumbai and Delhi. And I'm not so sure if people know, but the huge demand there is a huge demand of smartwatch in rural India. Now, they might not be able to afford an Apple smartwatch, but they want a smartwatch.
0: Interesting. I didn't know that.
2: Question is... I, I mean, I, and there is enough data points I can tell you to prove this. And there is... So today that demand is so huge. Question is, that's where I see this because I'm seeing the demand. Now, if I'm able to marry the supply with the demand because I'm there, right? And that's exactly what ONDC allows me to do. So imagine the opportunity that we are seeing. And then, and and I say this again and again, that while everybody sees this as a commerce opportunity, in my mind, it is a commerce with an embedded finance opportunity because imagine this entire network of entrepreneurs now have also formalized their whole payments, become digital. And hence, yep. when you formalize payments, you, you've also formalized a credit opportunity. Yep. So imagine what is it, what it is exposing to. Us. So we, I, if I were to call it Himand uh, Elroy, we're looking at a, an opportunity you want to create a 10 million entrepreneurs in the next five years in rural India who would be on this platform. That's our goal, uh Hemant and Elroy.
1: That, that's amazing, Sanjeev. Uh, an amazing goal to have about 10 million entrepreneurs from the rural India and I hope the ONDC team which is working tirelessly on this, supported by inspired companies like yours, can help us achieve where we are going. Sanjeev, so if our, and this is very exciting, so if our listeners are also excited and they want to reach out to you or Spice Money and get, want to get in touch with you to know more, what would be the best to do, the way to do that?
2: So, no, no, more than happy, uh, I can share credentials later on about uh, my corporate development team. Sure. And uh, I would request uh, anybody, I mean, and more of the suppliers. So I keep saying, and, you know, I keep Mm -hmm. saying with with the team, I was speaking with Koshi last evening, and I was telling him that, Koshi, you come across any supplier who wants to reach rural India, please tell him to get in touch with us.
1: Yeah, I, like, actually, because we brought up Koshi, say so hello to him when you meet him next, we used to work together in his previous avatar, in his previous form. So I'm very happy that a person that I know and you are working together towards this goal. And also, once you reach out to us with the details, we'll include those details in our show notes. So our listeners can use that and especially the sellers and reach out to you and make this journey or accelerate this journey even more. So thanks once again, uh, Sanjeev, for coming on the show and spending some time with us.
2: Thank you so much, Hemant and Loy. Uh, lovely chatting and, and sharing what we're trying to do. Uh, it's not, I mean, we as a small organization, it's an ambitious task, but uh, uh, we're very, very excited about what we're doing. And I'm not so sure uh, if, if the picture of this understands, but, but you know, the, what, the most gratifying feeling in all of this is the impact that we're doing in Rural India. You know, it's about empowering rural India. It's creating entrepreneurship in rural India. And there is so much of, you know, uh, gratification that we get when you go out to a village, to a, uh, a block from any, when you meet these adhikaris or consumers and say, you know, so thank you so much. There, there are elderly people in saying that, you know, the fact that there is a spice market now, I don't have to walk miles to get my pension.
1: Uh, completely. I cannot agree more. The future of the country is being formed. In the rural side of the country, and it is amazing, sort of amazing work that you are doing in the space. So, thanks once again uh, for coming on the show.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you, Enrique.
1: That's it from India Fintech Diaries for this week. Do log on to our website, IndiaFintechDiaries.com, for exclusive content. We also cover Fintech deep dives in our Substack newsletter. So, do subscribe. Until next time, again, mask on and stay safe.